I'm just here so I won't get found. Gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! It's gotta be one of the dumbest calls offensively in Super Bowl history. Are you kidding me? Okay, so here we are, Big Donnie Manny back in studio of Bulls.ie. Hello, sir. All right, Joe. How you doing? I'm good. We are talking Barry Bonds, which is an interesting subject in American sport. Oh, it, it is one of the more fascinating and disturbing subjects in American sport. Yeah. So Barry Bonds, never failed a test, needless to say, is pretty much considered the poster boy of the uh, dark days of baseball in the 90s when there was lots of cheating going on, a lot of... A drug abuse going on. That's right. The home run race, as it was in the uh, in the late nineties, early noughties. Yeah. Baseball steroid days. The the worst, the worst, the darkest time for baseball ever. When it was clear that many of the best players in baseball were um, totally juiced up, hitting home runs the length that had that had never been hit before. Yeah. Hitting them in quantities that had never been seen before, but the American public just sort of got completely bewildered and uh, and sort of amazed by the show and they sort of stopped asking is this legitimate? Is this real? How is this happening? Instead, the, everybody just thought it was was really, this, really it was, cool. was beautiful, you yeah. know, just watching these home runs happen every night on TV in the summertime. And Barry Bonds was the sort of poster boy of this. He took it as far as it could be physically taken. Yeah, uh, he holds two of the most historic and treasured home run statistics uh, in baseball history. He has a single season home run record with seventy three home runs, uh, which he hit in uh, the two thousand and one season, and he has the career uh, record for home runs hit with seven hundred and sixty two. Yeah, no one has ever, you know, th- those are really cherished milestones in uh, baseball history. History records as a kid. It was told to me no one will ever break these. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, steroids come along in the uh, in the late '90s and and transform what is what is physically possible for a baseball player to do. That said, Barry Bonds, clean record, never uh, failed a drug test. So, um, yeah. but you know there are question marks around him, massive question marks. Perversely, as well, this period has ruined baseball statistics for those which have come after. Yeah. Because they're just so out of sync with what would be the natural rate of improvement. It's just a quantum leap forward. And people often talk about dopers ruining a sport. Like there's a real argument that the baseball, the Barry Bonds era, ruined this huge chunk of baseball, which is so statistics driven. Yeah. American uh, sports fans and especially baseball fans are obsessed with statistics. Yeah. These numbers take on a sort of a magical quality. They become mythical to to fans. When when you're a child, when I was a child growing up with baseball, you would learn these numbers and memorize them. They really, yeah. They, it was how the game was sort of um, was understood, really. Um, you know, and now because of what happened with Mark McGuire, Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, mm. um, Alex Rodriguez later on. The game has sort of been completely marred and tarnished because it's un- it's impossible to know what's real anymore, and you can't really understand the game within its context. Baseball's yeah. a beautiful game, you know, where you could see, you know the rules haven't changed much since like the eighteen sixties, eighteen seventies, and um, you know it, it's for a sport that is so in love with its own tradition um, for it to lose a statistical sort of bearings. Yeah, 
it, it, it really makes the game hard to sort of understand and appreciate anymore. And like I have to say, as someone who loved baseball, it was my favorite sport um, in my teenage years. And once post Barry Bonds, I find it completely impossible to relate to, and it, it's just a completely different game to me now. Um, so it, it's 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 sad, and it, but I mean that's just the world that we live in. B- baseball has definitely changed. I was watching a game this summer, and the 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 players are noticeably smaller. And if you look at the, the stats, they've leveled out. And I'm not saying drugs are gone from baseball, but um, you know clearly baseball sort of had to clean itself up because yeah. it had gone so crazy. If yeah. you if you go back, if you watching Bonds, I remember in that 2001 season going for that record. I mean, it's just hitting hitting home runs like 500 feet. And it just seemed all wrong. Yeah. There, there's a great photos of him when he came up in sort of the 1991 season with the Pittsburgh Pirates, and he's just a skinny guy, a pure hitter. Um, yeah. His father was a baseball player, a, a baseball great, Bobby Bonds, and like he, you know, he was just a he was just a pure talent. And yeah. then within 15 seasons, he's this bulky beast of a guy, machine. Yeah, yeah. The Bond story is that he retired in 07. He's been outside baseball now for nine years. In the interim, like in 2011, Barry Bonds was convicted of obstruction of justice when it came to that performance-enhancing drugs case, the Balco scandal. He was charged with four federal felony counts, uh, denying under oath to a grand jury in 03 that he'd knowingly used steroids or human growth hormones and for maintaining that his personal trainer, Greg Anderson, had never injected him. And so these have been overturned since. So Bonds has been out of the sport for nine years. He's had this conviction of obstruction of justice and perjury overturned. We don't have time to get into the legal mm-hmm. uh, minutiae of that. But the reason we're talking about him uh, today is this week he has turned up as the hitting coach of the Miami Marlins. He was named as a coach towards the back end of last year. And so spring training is starting. And so a, a noticeably leaner Barry Bonds turned up wearing the Marlins jersey for spring training, and this is a big story. Yeah, I mean, it, this is Barry Bonds in a baseball uniform playing, uh, you know, being involved in a team, and not just a, you know he's a hitting coach, so he's he's going to be instructing players on the best on how to hit the ball the best. If you read um, some of the journalism about Bonds, you know, from the height of the steroid era, he was basically the sort of like a ringleader allegedly in in the best ways to to use steroids and to use performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. The Marlins have some of the best hit young hitters of baseball. They have a guy named uh, Giancarlo Stanton who's who would be he's sort of the Barry Bonds of 2016. Right. Like it's yeah. it's it's insane in a way yeah. that somebody who is so so associated with cheating and you and and steroid abuse yeah. is now being trusted as a sort of an advisor, someone who is, can be, be coaching and and teaching young players on the best ways to hit the ball. Amazingly, Bonds um, has shown no sort of shame or any sort of apologetic qualities at all during this. He was speaking on uh, Saturday for the first time, yeah, and he was openly politicking for the uh, for being in the Hall of Fame. I don't really have an opinion about it. I know that I'm a Hall of Fame player. I don't really need to get into that. Um, I'll leave that to you guys to make that determination. That's not my fraternity. <laughs> but in my fraternity in Major League Baseball, there's not one player that ever could sit there and say that I'm not one, and there's not a coach that ever coached me that said I'm not one. And until you know, you guys decide to make that final decision, and that final decision will be made on your terms, but in my heart and soul, and, and God knows, I'm a Hall of Famer. Yeah. The Hall of Fame inductees are chosen by 
American writers, American journalists, they've generally shunned the uh, poster boys of the 1990 steroid abuse era. Yeah, there's there's been a clear um, a, a clear sort of strategy to to keep the steroid users or the people who are sort of with the black cloud of them outside the outside of Cooperstown. Yeah, there's this idea that you know um, that it's it's only the that these guys don't belong in, and it's weird because if you, baseball's history is all on display in uh, Cooperstown, which is it, the, the Baseball Hall of Fame is basically a sort of another one of these mythical places for, for baseball fans. Yeah. And they're sort of not acknowledging um, this, you know, the, the steroids era. It's a very kind of difficult sort of thing yeah. to, to sort of to, to balance out. You know, yeah. what, should it, what should it be? All these records, all of Bonds' records stand. How do you... That's you know, the weird point. So if, yeah. the rec- if the records stand... You can't not have them in the Hall of Fame, but then there's this element of, but we know, we really we we actually know what was going on here. I presume American media at large, not least our favorite co-host Mike and Mike, are talking about this. Yeah, I heard uh, Mike and Mike were they're sort of I they're sort of like America's national sports radio show, and they they were they've been leading a campaign from uh, from yesterday that basically it's time to just make peace uh, with Bonds and let let bygones be bygones. Here's the thing. Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. I believe strongly he's a Hall of Famer. We asked Ken Griffey Jr. about it. The, the more, Jr. was right, nice enough right. to call in the morning after he got into the Hall of Fame. He kind of wanted to stay out of that discussion. Yeah, yeah. He did get asked about it because he was the honorary starter at the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. And Jr. was asked about Bonds. And he said, after a long pause, he said, quote, yeah, I think that overall when you look at what people have done, it's not my vote, so I can't vote for him. But if you look at what he's done, those numbers speak for themselves. I do believe Barry Bonds. It's time to end this. It's oh, it time really? to end this. Plus, with Barry Bonds, he had Hall of Fame numbers before he even, yes. all, everything Come started on. going on. He's, well, it is. It's time to end this. Listen, we, we, we have both said this. At some point, it is. It's just time to end it. You know, you, you put whatever you need to put about the era that went on, but you put guys that have had uh, the numbers on the field, you put them in the Hall of Fame. Suck it up, voters, and put them in the Hall of Fame. So there you go. That's some interesting logic there from Mike and Mike. Let's bring in a guest we're really delighted to have, Mark Feneru Wada, a reporter with ESPN's Investigations and Enterprise Unit who really broke uh, this story and worked on the Barry Bonds story. Uh, Mark, you know, what was the point in working on the story? It's, it's time to let this go. Like, let's just bring him in. <laughs> the numbers speak for themselves. He was really, really good. I mean, let's not worry about why he was really, really good. Uh, this, is a, this is a kind of strange softening in attitudes to Barry Bonds, no? Well, I think, I mean, I think that attitude actually, uh, you know, it, it just sort of depends on who you talk to. That attitude has been pervasive at times from certain people along the way. I, you know, I hear all sorts of arguments about why he should be in, not least of which is one of the ones that, that one of the mics pointed out there, which is he was a Hall of Fame player before he started using these drugs. And you know, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I think the question for voters, and I, I frankly am not a voter, and I'm sort of grateful I'm not, is, you know, you, you have to decide for yourself about whether the choices he made uh, to do this and choices that clearly inflated his numbers, um, you know, are are reason for you to decide not to to let the guy in the Hall of Fame. And and I think there's a very reasoned argument for people who decide they don't they don't want him in. It's you know he decided to cheat and he decided to use the drugs, and so um, people are making that call. I think there's other people who are saying, look, you know, it is what it is, and and uh, he clearly was the best player in the game at the time, regardless of whether he was using the drugs or not. And mm-hmm. so. Um, we're going to let him in. And I, I don't, you know, I, my job has never been to sort of like opine like those guys do. That's their job. And it's, a, yeah. you know, they do it well. Mine is just to sort of report on what we find out. Uh, one of the things we saw was that uh, Barry Bonds did an advertisement for 
uh, Balco. You know, he claimed in court that his trainer told him that the two steroids he was taking were flaxseed oil and arthritis cream. When you were working on this story, what was it that sparked your interest? Was it was it what he was doing? Was it what you were hearing? Or, or, or what was it? Well, I think, I mean, initially it was a very simple thing. We got assigned to cover the story. There there had been government uh, raids on Balco, um, and there was an investigation that was into them, and a grand jury here in the United States had been impaneled to hear testimony from athletes. So you had some of the greatest athletes in the world uh, being called to testify in secret about whether they had used performance-enhancing drugs, whether they had effectively cheated. And so that was obviously a, an interesting and powerful story that, that meant a lot to not only us in the Bay Area here in California, but also throughout the country. So it was just an obvious story to cover that was of interest. And, you know, I think it became more and more interesting the more we heard not only Bonds, but others try to sort of uh, find their way through how to discuss whether they had done this or not. Some sort of outright denied it, and others tried to finesse it by, uh, by saying they didn't know what they were taking, and others flat out admitted it to the grand jury, but then publicly denied it. So... There was a mixed bag, and I, I think for us it was just a public interest story um, that was very, uh, you know, that, that, that you know, should matter to fans who are interested in what they're seeing on the field. What was Bonds, what was his approach? Well, Bonds' approach was, as you said, at least at the trial, I mean, at the, at the, when he testified before the grand jury, to say, uh, I didn't know what I was taking. And I think to many of the sources we talked to, uh, that was a pretty hard sell. And the government clearly didn't believe that because they ended up charging him with perjuring himself, yeah. lying to the grand jury. Yeah. Um, ultimately, that went to trial, and Bonds uh, was acquitted on the, the perjury charges and found guilty on obstruction of justice. That went through a whole legal process in which that was overturned. Um, but I think anybody who followed that case and knows what evidence was put in and what evidence was kept out understands pretty clearly that Bonds did this. And, um, and it seemed uh, quite clear to, to many of the people who were around him that he knew exactly what he was taking and that he was taking much more than just those, those two substances. Mm. Uh, Mark, do you expect this baseball season coming up that, um, you know, many that, you, that the Balco investigations will be sort of haunting uh, Barry Bonds and the Marlins team? Or, I mean, is this sort of is this almost ancient history now, uh, given, I don't know, just America's sort of attitude towards the doping sport? I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's an interesting question. You know, the, the issue sort of um, comes and goes now, right? I mean, it was, it's been four, 15, 13 years since Balka was raided and um, almost 10 years since Bond was indicted for perjury. So a lot of time has passed on this and a lot of discussion about sort of, uh, you know, how prevalent these drugs still are. Baseball would like to tell you that, it had an era in which there was use, and now that era is over because it's cracked down. But I think anybody who pays attention to the drug issue and doping knows that that's sort of a joke. So, um, you know, with Bonds, I think he's going to get questions, obviously, um, and those will come up in various as he sort of shows up in, in different cities. But I think largely in the same way that once Mark McGuire, who also was a sort of home run king and caught up in this, once he started coaching, the questions got asked, and then eventually they died down. And the only the issue only seemed to arise when when the Hall of Fame vote came up. Yeah, were you a baseball fan, Mark? And are you still a baseball fan? I was and am absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think I just you know I, I think you have to. These are phenomenal athletes, and I love the sport. It's always been a fascinating sport, and but I think you have to look at it, you know, and understand you know the dynamic that that in many cases these are professional athletes who have the opportunity to improve their performance and do so without getting caught. And so, 
in many cases they're doing that. And it's, of course, not happening only in, in baseball. It's in every sport. So, sure. um, I, you know, I, I found a way to sort of compartmentalize the two. Well, listen, it's great to have you on. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Take care. There you go. That's Mark Faniru Wada, who did great work with ESPN on breaking the Barry Bonds story. So curious to see how this season goes for Bonds and also if his agitating and, of course, Mike and Mike's uh, agitating yeah. on the whole Hall of Fame issue bears any fruit. I would be queasy to see Barry Bonds getting to make his Hall of Fame speech or whatever oh. it is they do in baseball. Like, no, how could anyone stomach that? It's a big deal at the speech. You know, you get yeah. to go in and you and you sort of politic for yourself and your greatness and you and you tell your story. And I mean, Bonds without the whole drug allegations is one of the surliest, most egocentric athletes in American sports history. Right. So it wasn't like some really likable guy shocked no, everyone. He was like a wrestling villain. And when all the drug stuff was at its height, he's just sort of he kind of he sucked it all up and he loved it. You know, he and he was getting <laughs> booed everywhere he was going and right. like he just seemed to just really love the limelight and he was everybody was hated. So if he got his day, if he was the if he was the <laughs> doper to break the barrier to to like to lead the dopers into uh into the Hall of Fame and he got up on that on that plinth to make a speech oh it would be one of the worst days oh it would be it would be terrible be Vince Father, McMahon Father Ted-esque it, like, I, I hope it never happens but like you know Mike and Mike are powerful guys they, they've got influence and you know they're, at some stage baseball has they, it has to make some sort of peace with, with all this stuff it has to there's been talk of like a steroids wing in the uh, in the Hall of no. Fame, you know, like a jokey one, but like at least something that's like, look, this happened. Let's accept it. It, it, it. We're not proud of it, but like at least it was real. We we were at least we're acknowledging it. Ever much talk of expunging the record years, a la Lance's seven yellow jerseys? No, never. No right. mention of that. Okay. They just wouldn't. I don't think they would know where to begin. It was funny. There, um, Roger Maris, um, who broke. Babe Ruth's home run record. He used to have an asterisk next to his name, next to his 61, because um, he played in a season that was eight games longer than Babe Ruth, and the baseball okay. purists hated this, so they put an asterisk next to his 61, and it was like one of the one of the biggest humiliations for him and his family. They hated yeah. it. Why yeah. couldn't they just let this record stand? And now every record is tainted, every record is ruined, okay. and uh, no asterisks yet. Michael Jordan, if I remember well, made a pretty painful Hall of Fame speech which actually did just talk about how great he was and all the people who'd screwed him over like his college coach yeah are you watching it was very father tennis he had to cut at a lot of the players that he had to cut at utah jazz players it was it was not it was jordan at his sort of most competitive and mo- and like sort of and his worst but yeah. i mean that's you got a real sense of who he was out there we should do a nostalgic piece on hall of fame speeches oh look super bowl speeches or super bowl halftime shows that worked well didn't it yeah so uh, we'll do Hall of Fame speeches. You can tweet us at Off The Ball with uh, ideas we must include in that discussion. Listen, my man, good stuff. I will see you next Tuesday.